What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. This is episode number 53, Discovering Your Purpose to Unlock Your Greatest Potential. I am your host, Adrian Finch. And in today's episode, we are first going to talk about what we as humans believe makes us happy versus what researchers have discovered actually makes us happy. And then we're going to talk about how to find and use your signature character strengths in order to define your purpose or your calling and create a life and career with increased potential, productivity, and fulfillment. So we have an awesome episode coming today. I'm so stoked about this one. Finding my purpose has always been something that, you know, I've wanted to do and that I'm continuing to work on. And there sometimes isn't just one answer. It's not just going to come to you one day, but... Um, using strategies and techniques like I will lay out in this episode really help you to find that purpose and that calling and then to be able to actually utilize that in everything that you do in your career, in your relationships, in your day-to-day life so that you have increased happiness and just fulfillment and productivity and everything. So without further ado, here is episode 53. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy to be here today talking to you guys again. I cannot believe that it is already the middle of May. Where has the year gone? Oh my god. As always, I hope you all are hanging in there and doing well and I'm really pumped to just jump right on into this episode. Um, I'm really excited, like I said, about this one because I think that, you know, your purpose and your calling, those are kind of buzzwords that are often talked about kind of around the business world, entrepreneurship world, just the self-improvement world in general. And, you know, it, it takes a while to kind of figure out what is what is my purpose? What Why am I here? And how can I use that in my daily life and in my career? And, and maybe some of you are at a point in your life where you're trying to choose what that next step is for you. What industry do I want to go into? Or do I want to make a career change? Or what major do I want to be in college? Or, you know, anything like that. And what we're going to talk about today are some very, very, you know, scientifically proven and researched strategies to help you not only to find this purpose, but to actually be living this out every single day. And there's a lot of data behind how living out your purpose every day using your signature strengths, which I will talk about how to find them and what those even are. Um, living that out every single day leads to an, a dramatic increase in overall well-being, happiness, fulfillment, productivity. And of course, we all want that, right? I do. So we're going to get right on into it. 
As you guys know, my whole mission with Self Made CEO, this podcast and everything that I'm creating, masterclasses, is to empower you guys to find and create and live the lives of your dreams. To live for work, not work to live, right? You know, you I want you guys to be able to feel like you live for your job, not, oh, I, I do this job just as a means to an end or just to live. Um, and I want to help you guys find that daily fulfillment, that purpose, passion in your careers, relationships, lives, happiness, success, all of the things. So you guys know this. And so I just think this is very relevant to what I'm doing here. I'm actually taking this online Yale course with my mom. It's so awesome. We are kind of teaming up and and doing that. She's a psychologist. And she said, hey, Adrian, they're offering this free course um, online right now because of you know, coronavirus and quarantine and they want to offer it for free, I think we should take it. And I said, heck yeah, mommy, let's take it. So we've been talking every Tuesday night, kind of catching up on the chapters. And there's a lot, what I like about it is it's a lot of topics that I felt like I already knew and already discussed here on the show. But it was really cool seeing the scientific research backing a lot of this stuff, right? Like we can talk all we want about fulfillment and purpose and happiness, but it's, there's something very satisfying about finding an actual study and many many studies or scientific research on our brains that actually backs up these things that we believe are true and these things that we think help us so it's just been really interesting taking this course and um, I've learned a lot of interesting things about the way that our brains work and about you know our happiness the whole course is called the science of well-being you guys may have heard of it it's actually a little bit it kind of is popular, actually. I think it blew up a little bit. It's one of, I think it's Yale's most popular course. It's called The Science of Wellbeing. Um, and in the course so far, I've learned that often what we think will make us happy in life really isn't so much what actually makes us happy, right? So, you know, in this course, they're telling us all these studies that measure people's happiness levels. And then it measures how their happiness levels goes up, go up and down um, across their lives and with different, you know, things going on. And they bought this car, they got rejected from a job. And basically, you know, all these researchers have studied like what actually is impacting this happiness score, so to speak. And really what it's what it's saying is that sometimes our brains strongest intuitions are completely wrong we as human beings are wired to think certain ways and some of which are just not correct like they're just not right (laughs) um and so I'm not going to get too too much into the aspect of that you know of our minds strongest intuitions being wrong and like what genuinely makes us happy versus not I'll definitely save that for another episode but I am going to talk a little bit about it because we want to understand how we can make ourselves happier and more satisfied in those areas of our lives that I kind of mentioned before and one of those strategies that will help with increasing happiness and satisfaction is to identify and utilize your signature strengths in your day-to-day life which you could also phrase as finding your calling or your purpose so we're going to talk all about that today that strategy and how you even do that and what even are signature strengths (laughs) So what are examples of things that we may think will make us happy? We're going to get right on into that, right? Just to have a little basis of knowledge for going into those signature strengths. Well, you know, the things that come to the top of my head are perhaps a good job with a good salary. Um, Maybe a relationship makes us happy. Maybe, you know, having a a perfect body or a better body, more in shape, um, getting good grades, etc. But the truth is that according to many scientific studies, 
people tend to way over predict how happy some of these things will actually make us. So we think these things will make us leagues happier. And in reality, they don't make us as happy as we think. So there was one survey or one study and it surveyed how much people predicted their happiness will go down if they get rejected from a job they really want. All right. So imagine there's all these people, they get surveyed. If you got rejected from this dream job, how much would your happiness go down? Imagine your happiness is on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the happiest, right? And then what they did is they resurveyed people who actually did get turned down from the job. And what they found is that people predict a way lower drop in happiness than what they actually feel when it happens. So let's say like you go into that survey and you're, you say that your happiness is currently at an eight out of 10 right now. And that if you got rejected from that job that you're applying to, that's your dream job, you know, I predict it would drop two points or so. So maybe I would be at a six out of 10 after I get rejected. Maybe that's my prediction. But what they found in this study is that in reality for all of these people or for most of these people, I should say, it hardly dropped even one point when it happened. And another factor, you know, that we believe will make us happy, I think a lot of people believe will make us happy when it comes to jobs and careers is a high salary, you know, getting paid, getting getting that money, making that cheddar. <laughs> of course, we all want money and we want to live comfortably, right? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to have money, but There is some mind-blowing research out there that actually proves that your happiness only increases to a certain point after you get, you know, a a raised salary before basically plateauing. And I think the number was 75,000 or something like anything after 75,000, your happiness, your actual happiness like level pretty much stays the same. But we have this illusion, we have this intuition that the higher our salary is, the happier we will be. And what the studies and all the research is saying is that that's actually just not correct. So we have this idea in our mind. We have this mindset that, oh, I need more money. I need more, you know, the person that has 75000 is like, well, I need 150000 right? It just keeps going up and up and up. And what the research is saying is that, nope, in fact, you, you know, your happiness will only increase to a certain point and then it will pretty much stay the same. So we are just, like I said, wired as human beings to believe that we'll be happier and happier, happier and happier as we get certain things or achieve certain things or, you know, have this higher salary. And in fact, we only think like the salary that we think we desire goes up as our current situation increases. So like I'm saying, it's all kind of in our minds, like this idea. So for example, if you make $30,000 salary, you might think that you need $50,000. But if you have like 50000 to be happy, right? So if you have 100000 though, those people often believe that they need 250000 to be happy. So you can tell like as your current situation or your reference point increases, so does your perception of what you think you need to be happy. And that's why you hear things about like millionaires and zillionaires and celebrities like not being happy and sometimes I'm, I'm sure you guys you know are smarter than this but oftentimes your first kind of gut instinct is like well how could they possibly be unhappy like they have it all they're famous they have money they have like everyone loves them they have friends but that's just that just goes to show like you know it really isn't about that like scientifically and in our brains like we're wired to think that if we have more or if we have these cool cars and these cool material possessions and all these things we will have increased happiness 
But in reality, that is just not true. Those aren't the things that actually do increase our happiness. So that's just kind of like a basic foundation of knowledge. There's obviously so much research backing this and so many different things I could get into. And maybe I will because I do think this is a very interesting topic. Kind of like what is our perception on happiness and how to increase it and what's the reality? Um, And kind of by going into that, we can figure out ways to increase our happiness. So I'll save that for another episode. But the point is, all of this to say, if salary is something we think will increase our happiness and job satisfaction, but really it isn't, then what are the factors we should be looking for in a job specifically? Today, I'm going to talk a lot about in like in relation to having a job. You're finding your purpose and calling in your career or being able to live it out in your career. Um, just because I do think, you know, your career and your job makes up so much of your life that it's important to think about that. It's important to think how we can, you know, utilize our job as a positive thing in our lives and as something that is a calling and is fulfilling for us and not just a means to an end. So what are the factors that we should be looking for in a job? How do we even find a job that may be our calling or that fulfills our purpose or at least that helps us get even part of the way there? And the phenomena that I want to talk to you guys about today is that you should be seeking out jobs that kind of activate and let you use your signature strengths. So I'm going to give you this whole background on what this is. Where does this even come from? And I want to just give a major shout out to my Yale course because so much of this information is what I learned from uh, week two, I believe, of my science of well-being course. So this all, this whole signature strengths kind of situation. Oh, and guys, I'm going to give you some homework after this. Um, I'm going to give you a little assignment because it'll really, really, really help you. So stay tuned for that. So this all comes from a researcher named Martin Seligman. And for the sake of I'm butchering his last name, I'm just going to call him the researcher for the rest of this section. Um, so Martin. So he's one of the inventors of this field of positive psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. And he was one of the first people to basically come along and talk about the importance of your signature strengths and using your signature strengths. And when we think of that, like when we think of like signature strengths, I'm sure you guys are thinking, okay, that probably means like skills I have, things I'm good at, like what are my strengths as a human being? And you're that's correct. Um, and like he has this book called Authentic Happiness. And in the book... He basically catalogs the fact that there are these things that exist called character strengths. And those are, you know, kind of what we just said, like things you're good at. And he sort of defines them as desires or feelings that seem to lead to this recognizable excellence or this instance of flourishing. So they're kind of these virtues in the way that we act, right? Like kindness, if you are a kind person and and in you know, in your day-to-day life, in the way you act, your kindness comes out. Like that could be one of your character strengths. Maybe that's one of your signature strengths. And your signature strengths are just your top, you know, character strengths. I'll get into that in a minute. Um, Yeah, so, so there are kind of these virtues in the way that we act. And that's what the researcher kind of comes out with in Authentic Happiness. And basically, there are 24 of these character strengths that he has determined kind of are a part of everyone's genetic makeup and what's different among different people is the order in which these rank so you know what are your top five versus my top five which ones are most prevalent in my life or your life and so there's actually a free online personality test and this is gonna be part of your assignment so I'll leave the link in the show notes I want you guys to take this personality test and it's called the character strengths survey it's on the VIA website 
And basically what it does is it you answer all these questions and it rank orders these 24 strengths based on your answers. So you'll kind of get this report and it'll say it'll have all 24 on them, but in order of which ones are the most prevalent to you. And so when this researcher first kind of started looking at these 24 strengths, like what are these? What do they, you know, are there more than that? Are there not? And he kind of like boiled it down to these 24 he noted that they all seem to have kind of these similar interesting features. They tend to be ubiquitous, so they're kind of recognized across like all different cultures. You know, it's not dependent on where you're from or what culture you are. Um, they tend to be fulfilling, so they need to be kind of things that aren't just traits that you randomly have. They're they're more of like part of you, part of your lifestyle, like part of the way that you act day to day, right? And more importantly, they can kind of lead to this like lasting satisfaction. Like these traits, when utilized, can lead to just you feeling satisfied and fulfilled because it's kind of who you are coming out, right? It's not just, oh, she's nice. Oh, she's whatever. It's a little bit deeper than that. It's these virtues. It's like, no, like I act with kindness. Like all my decisions and the way that I speak and the way that – this is an example. This isn't actually one of my top ones. But, you know, it's like, oh, you carry out your life – from a place of kindness using kindness we are going to take a quick break we'll be right back rockstar energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to las vegas to enter text vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to las vegas from rockstar energy again that's v-e-g-a-s to 59570 a confirmation text will be sent standard message and data rates apply and we're back so it turns out not just, you know, not only is it important to figure out what your top signature strengths are. Oh, and so we're calling signature strengths your top strengths, your top seven to be precise. But really your top four are like the ones that you want to be like trying to carry out in your day to day and trying to actually have be a part of like your career choices and all of that. Um, character strengths is just like the general name for all of them. Signature, the top ones. So he not only noticed that, you know, figuring out these strengths and using them is important, but he actually figured out that the order of them is very important. It's not just that we have these things, these qualities. It's that we vary in them, right? So when you take the test, you'll see your results in order. And I want you guys to take the test and I want you guys to pay attention to your top seven strengths. Um, and like I said, those are the signature strengths. They're the ones that we consider the most important, that matter the most to us, and the ones that we show most strongly. Um, so these are the character strengths that you actually like feel are pretty essential to who you are. And it'll be interesting. I want you guys to see, like, first of all, do you agree? Like, can you point out any pieces of your life that, or your career, or your major, or whatever, how you act towards people, your friendships, relationships, can you see those strengths coming out in your day-to-day -day already? Um, and then we're going to learn and talk about how can we be utilizing them more, and why does it actually increase our overall satisfaction and happiness? Um, so the researcher's idea is that if you can identify these strengths and put those strengths into action, those are going to be the spots where you do the best. That's when you're that's where you're going to show the most virtue and that's where you're going to feel yourself flourishing the most, right? Those are the activities and maybe even jobs and careers that you're going to experience the most meaning from. And I can I think like no one will disagree with the fact that we want to feel fulfilled and we want to experience meaning. We want our you know, jobs to be giving us satisfaction every day. We don't just want to go somewhere, push some numbers, have no fun and no, not feel like you're 
you know, making a difference or impacting someone or yourself positively. At least that's how I feel. And I'm sure a lot of you guys listening to this, there's a reason you listen to this, right? You want to feel motivated and inspired to live out that purpose, to make a more meaningful life. So I think that's incredible and just so, so, so interesting. But I'm going to go one step further and just kind of give you guys a little bit of data to really show you why this is true. Like why does using your signature strengths lead to more happiness, you know? Um, So this was more than just that theory. The researcher basically went out and actually made subjects spend seven days using each of their top four signature strengths in a new way every day and journal about how it made them feel, what their overall happiness was like before and after, etc. So he basically did this whole study and made everyone go use these signature strengths every single day in a different way. And the results were, as I'm sure you can expect, like what you find is that relative to the pretest, so in comparison to how they were feeling at the start, they see significant increases in happiness while using their signature strengths over time. So one month out, three months out, six months out, their happiness scores and levels were increasing significantly. So this is kind of bumping up their happiness scores merely by consciously making sure they're using these strengths, right? Nothing even like revolutionary or crazy, just being aware that you have these strengths and then using them was showing that it was bumping people's happiness levels up significantly, which I think is very cool. And then even more powerful effects came when you looked at not just your happiness score and like your subjective well-being, but also looking at whether depressive symptoms lowered simultaneously as well. So not only are you increasing your happiness, but can we ask ourselves whether this is also helping decrease like the depressive thing? So get rid of even some of the more like negative feelings or depressing thoughts or whatever. Um, And they found that indeed when using your signature strengths in action, you will experience a decrease in any depressed feelings over time as well. So it's this totally positive situation it's decreasing depressive things and it's increasing happiness and well-being which is awesome so the idea is let me just kind of backtrack let me sum this part up so that because that was a lot that was a lot of info a lot of words but all of this to say the idea and backed up by research is that if we can a figure out our signature strengths And B, use our signature strengths on a daily basis, whether that's in your current job or situation, or whether this is some sort of basis that you use in the future for filtering potential job options and career paths. If we do that, if we use them, we can increase our job satisfaction, our productivity, and our overall happiness and well-being, which can be your fulfillment and just, you know, just feeling good, right? We all want to feel good. So... Your homework is to do that. And then what I want you guys to do is I want you to analyze, because we're going to get into in a minute, like how do you actually use your signature strengths? Because that's important to know. But I want you guys to analyze your current job or your current situation and ask yourself this question. Am I doing this just for money? Am I doing this because I want to create a bigger impact? Am I doing this to contribute to something bigger than myself? Am I doing this because I like it? Am I doing this, you know, just to be a means to an end? Like what is drawing you to your current job or your current extracurricular activities or hobbies or whatever you're doing on your day-to-day? What is drawing you to that? And I want you guys to reflect for a minute on that. Um, and if the answer is maybe more that your current job is a means to an end or you maybe aren't sure yet what your purpose is, first of all, that is A-okay. That is okay if you aren't sure. That is okay if you are on your journey. Um 
you know, all of these things just help us to get kind of one step farther in this journey. So we're all working to ultimately get to that place where you do feel more fulfilled and where you do feel like you can find a job or find a path or find a next step in your life that is fulfilling for you and that does actually increase your happiness. And this is not just like a bunch of fluff. This is like research-based, scientifically proven. Um, So you kind of just have to trust that process. And this is what I believe could be the key factor in what turns your job into a calling, into your calling, right? Like we can use that term to kind of describe like, oh, I was called to this. Like a calling can just be a thing where, you know, you lose track of time because you're so into it and you love it and it challenges you, but not so much where it's overwhelming um, and you feel the impact that you're making. So using finding and using your signature strengths in your job or in your day-to-day could be the key factor that turns your job into a calling or what allows you to seek out a future job that is maybe more of your calling um and into something that provides you with more fulfillment increases your overall happiness so here's my next question then hold for noise hello motorcycles outside (laughs) i love recording in my room during quarantine just so many noises but anyway here's my next question Should we try to seek out careers that are either allowing us to use our signature strengths in a particular way or seek out spots where we can actually employ them even if the job itself doesn't require them? And the answer is, heck yes, we should. We absolutely should. So what I mean by that is there's kind of two ways to go. One is seeking a job where you are using your signature strengths in the actual job itself. And another way to go is maybe the job itself is not utilizing those signature strengths, but there are ways and spots within that realm where you can employ those strengths. Do you know what I mean? So um, that's kind of where the next question comes in. Like, how do we even do this? How does one use their signature strengths on the daily? How do we do it? And I'm going to include another link in the show notes to the VIA website. And this one actually highlights all 24 character strengths. So I I do recommend you guys taking the test, figuring out what yours are. But this article highlights all 24 character strengths. And it actually gives examples of how you can put them into action. Because some of them were a little bit confusing for me. I was like, huh, okay, my top one is love. But I was like, how do I put love into action in a job, right? Like, I just didn't know exactly how to make it actionable. So this will be really helpful for you guys to actually do that initial kind of seven-day challenge. Like for seven days straight, try to use your top four signature strengths every day in a different way. Um, And this will be helpful for you to figure out kind of how to do that. So for example, I'll give you my little example. My top four strengths are love, fairness, hope, and social intelligence. So at first, like I said, like I was reflecting on my current job and what I believe my purpose is, though I'm still figuring it out and developing it, of course. And I was thinking, man, like, how the heck do I use love in my day-to-day life? Like, yes, I'm loving and I'm caring and I show people my love all the time. But, like, when it actually comes to my job, like, creating content or having calls and, you know, coaching people, like, how am I, how do I show love? Do I show love now? If I don't, how can I do that? And even, like, fairness and hope, too. Like, I work at home and I work alone. Like, fairness, I don't really know, right? I was just kind of like, huh, am I using these? I don't know. And this is where it's fun because it's like, oh, now that I know how much of an increase in fulfillment and happiness I can have if I, you know, figure out ways to employ these, like, I'm excited about it and I want to figure it out. So the more I read, I was able to ask myself, like, hmm, 
how am I using this? Could I be using it more? And one of the suggestions, for example, of how to utilize love in your job is going out of your way to offer support to coworkers when you see they are stressed or having a bad day, giving them the gift of supportive words and your honest concern. So I thought about this for a second and I was like, huh, but that doesn't like, you know, have to do with my job. But then I thought about things like, well, you know, I have Jojo, my amazing social media kind of manager and, you know, designer. And I thought, you know, it's so important for her and I to have a relationship where I'm giving her positive encouragement and feedback and I'm going out of my way to make her feel like a special part of this team and that's valuable and that's important and in doing that if I can do that and make her feel that way I realized yeah wait that's one of the things that makes me so happy is like making other people feel special and happy and like a valuable part of my team and so it kind of all came full circle. I was like, oh my God, that actually makes so much sense. Like at first it kind of sounds just like la-di-da, a little fluffy, like, yeah, like offer support to people, like say you'll be there, like totally. But when you actually kind of break down, like, but why is that so satisfying to me? I realized, oh my God, that makes total sense because I'm totally the type of person that feeds off of the energy of making someone else feel loved and valuable and special and all of that. And so I realized, wow, yes, I can do this in the workplace too, I can obviously do this in relationships and friendships and things like that, but I can do this in the actual workplace or, or in my job, in my day-to-day life. So that is kind of the wrap-up of this episode. Um, you know, I could go into so many details about little tidbits of this, but I want to start with just this because I want to give you guys just the basic intro and kind of the research behind why finding and utilizing these signature strengths will be what ultimately leads you to be able to figure out your purpose and your calling. So I may do a follow-up episode on this so that, you know, I know the title was like finding your purpose. And if you guys are leaving this episode feeling like, man, you know, I still don't know what my purpose is. I just want to encourage you guys to go to that site, take the survey, and then really analyze your results. Look at the top seven strengths and especially the top four. And I want you guys to figure out ways you can start trying to utilize them. And I want you to kind of jot down the way that they make you feel. Like jot down what you would believe your happiness score is from zero to 10. And then jot down how you feel after you do those things. And I would I would be so surprised if you didn't find that your happiness not only increases, but you kind of realize, oh, wow doing something like that makes me feel fulfilled and it makes me feel like that's my calling. And then step two is kind of like, okay, so now that I've noticed this about myself, how can I start implementing like these things into my current day-to-day or into my job or into my relationship? And then you can just watch that slowly kind of turn into something that's way more fulfilling than it maybe is right now. And it'll surprise you. Again, it's kind of like, you learn things about your own mind all the time that are like shocking almost it's like wait what I didn't realize like this whole thing with love I was still a little bit like skeptical I was like yeah but and that's kind of fluffy whatever and then once I actually broke it out into like here's an actionable item here's how to do it and then like how does it make you feel I realized oh my god no that's totally how I operate like that is so fulfilling to me like I'm always the happiest when I'm like on coaching calls and helping someone else succeed like that's when I'm the most happy and when I'm in my flow and feeling really fulfilled and I do feel like that's my calling is to like motivate and inspire and empower others to be successful so that wraps up this episode I will leave the links down below I encourage you to do the homework and um, other than that my other announcement is just that 
I want to thank you guys so much for coming to my first self-made masterclass workshop. Um, I am going to be having workshops every single week. I have not actually released the schedule yet because there were there was some back end stuff that I needed to deal with. I was going to potentially have one this Tuesday, so yesterday, but it didn't happen. Um, so I'm just checking with the platform to see when the next available time I can do. Uh, I will probably do next Tuesday, but I will keep you posted on Instagram. So go ahead and follow at the self-made CEO for updates on my masterclass. And um, other than that, I'm currently in the process of revamping my email list. My newsletter I actually hired on my best friend Haley to take over my email list like configuration. So I'm still going to be creating the content on it, but all the back end because I've been very inconsistent with the email list and I want to be able to update you guys on important stuff and give you little bite-sized tidbits from these episodes and all of that little inspiring things. So I hired on my friend to actually do that so that I am held accountable and so that that happens. So when that goes live, I will send you guys a link or show you guys a link in an episode that you can sign up to be on my email list. And yeah, without, I think that's it I have for today. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for being here and for, you know, investing in yourselves and your futures and for taking that step every single day to better yourself, to put yourself in a position where you can succeed and you can do anything. I'm so, so proud of all of you and I hope you have an incredible day. I will see you next time. Bye-bye. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew.